ready for a podcast of all time. This is Champs in the Making. Where we have made a bracket of every Pokemon that has ever existed and are putting them up in battles head-to-head. One-on-ones to scientifically find out the best Pokemon. Every two weeks, we gather up an assortment of hosts from the Orange Groves. And cut a bloody path through the Pokedex. Come listen to me defend the rights of crustacean-based Pokemon. Olga is a perfect little baby, and I will not stand for anything else. Deciduize the best fucking Pokemon because he looks like Robin Hood. Shout some about why your favorite Pokemon is the best. Put them forward and insult Ambipom every two weeks, only on the Orange Groves. Uh, Puchina is the best, and my friends already knocked Mightyena out, which I'm sad about. So now we're truly just living on the edge. Hi everyone, I'm Andrew. I'm Marn. And this is the Argonauts Podcast. Every two weeks I'm going to fail to solve an ARG, and Marn's going to tell me what I should have done instead. That's true, and uh, this is the second part of our coverage on the Cloverfield ARG. Hell yeah, more giant monsters, more Slurpees, more, more of the good stuff. I'm excited to get into this one. Before we do, we got a little bit of housekeeping to take care of. I just want to do a quick shout out uh, and let everyone know that we have a new editor for the show. This process has been edited by me this whole time, and I uh, do not have time for this. So thanks to our wonderful support on Patreon, we can afford to hire an editor uh, to move forward, which should be really good. Uh, we're going to be working with Sabrina from the Akashi Na podcast, Anime with Friends, over on the Orange Grove. So if you like anime, you should check out their show. I know that they are currently covering uh, Paranoia Agent, which is one of my favorite series of all time. And I am hoping to get into that. Once they are done talking about the show, I'm excited to go in and just binge the entire thing because I'm very bad at recap podcasts that are not done. Uh, almost worse than watching shows that aren't done. <laughs> yeah, I've been I've been meaning to listen to it because I know they've recently covered some anime that I really like. I feel like I saw mm-hmm. them tweeting about stuff that I was like, oh, I just watched that semi-recently and I want to hear what they have to say about it. Yeah, I know they started as a Beastars podcast. I know that we've run the ad on the show a couple times back when it was Beastars and then for the, the current show. But I know that they also, they're covering Wonder Egg Priority for their like next season uh, once they're done with Paranoia Agent. And I've heard really good things about that show, but haven't checked it out. So yeah, if you're an anime fan, you should check out their podcast. It's really good. I've also heard good things about Wonder Egg Priority, but I haven't watched it yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, hell yeah. But otherwise, uh, you can follow them on Twitter at, at StewOfBoo, uh, S-T-E-W-O-F-B-O-O, uh, like, a, like a meaty dish that you serve to a ghost. I, I don't I, I don't know. <laughs> it's a good handle. <laughs> but yeah, uh, with I guess housekeeping out of the way. Uh, we don't have any questions this week because we wanted to get right into it. Uh, so put on a diving suit and get in the ocean, Marn. Let's go. Yeah. Is that a transition? Does that work? <laughs> I guess. Do we want to like briefly recap what we said last time? I forget everything that we said last time. Uh, so there's a monster, uh, but yes. we don't know that yet. No. Uh, so. My recap of this show is, or of this, 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 this arg. Um, let me put my phone on do not disturb. Okay. Uh, my recap of this arg is that um, 
it starts with a movie trailer for a movie in which something happens. We don't know what's going to happen because we haven't seen Cloverfield yet, but we know that J.J. Abrams is involved in the project. So in looking at a website related to the movie trailer, we found uh, some clues that point us to uh, some wacky teens who not teens i guess young adults i think anyone that's younger than like 40 is like a teen even though i'm 28 i don't know what that says about me <laughs> but so these cool teens are having their fun parties they they all these these myspace channels are linked together and there are photos uh, that we know will eventually become stills from uh, cloverfield but for now they're just photos of weird stuff happening throughout the night on one side, you got the friends having their party. On the other side, we have a company called Slusho, uh, which is a Japanese slushy corporation trying to make its way into the U.S., uh, but they're having some difficulties because of some strange uh, goop that they put into their slushies to make them good called deep sea nectar or undersea nectar or something along those lines seabed nectar i think is what it was seabed nectar okay or maybe Uh, deep sea nectar i think it is i think it is seabed because i didn't think deep sea nectar was correct when i said it okay but they've got this ingredient that makes their slushies really good even the chocolate one supposedly we're not going to relitigate that and they've also come under fire for some ecological stuff including like animal testing of deep sea nectar and some weird stuff going on with that don't know the full details there sounds suspicious uh but they just got hacked and they're like old president or something some some high up member of the organization just quit unexpectedly and then went out like into the woods and their trailer blew up in what Probably was just a tragic accident that has no foul play or bad ramifications to come. Uh, and it is entirely unrelated to this hack that just happened. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure I'm sure it's fine. <laughs> so tragic accident. Uh, not going to dig any deeper into that out of respect. So, yeah, uh, what <laughs> what happens <laughs> next in Cloverfield? And then, and then the movie comes out. Bye. Yeah. Because uh, we're not digging in out of respect for the family. Yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so I, the the kind of cliffhanger that we left off on last time was that they found the website of the hackers, uh, the the Tido Wave website. Right. Uh, the website of this French environmental activist group whose French name I'm not even gonna try to pronounce, uh, but it translates to the Warriors of Mother Earth, uh, and okay. it was. F- founded by a conservationist called the green bandit the green bandit that's that uh def patel movie right yeah (laughs) the one that hasn't come out yet (laughs) yeah the one that we're still waiting on to coming out yeah i got a game for it right here on my shelf a24 please release the movie (laughs) (laughs) please i'm begging so yeah so the one of the first things that happens is that the comments section on this website opens and the fans start being able to actually submit comments and people are like oh well now we can't trust anything that's in the comments like all of this could be fan submitted like we don't know what's fictional and what is non-fictional and they (laughs) 
The hacker website has a comment box? Yes. Hey, kids, leave your tips and tricks for us at the Hacking Corp. Join our hacking forum. And in case you've forgotten, they've kind of already had trouble with this in this same ARG because there's a slusho thing that puts user-submitted comments up and people submitted stuff in there that was just like fake cryptic clues. Yeah, people were like, if you if you click on the green slushy twice and then the red slushy 500 times, uh, you can catch Mew. <laughs> so like... Cool, of course we should do that again. (laughs) Of course we should give the players just a place to communicate cryptically with each other under anonymous names. Yeah, you think people would do that, Marn? Just go on the internet and be cryptic at each other? (laughs) Just troll? Yeah, you think people would just troll on the internet? Weird. Who would do that, Andrew? What a wild world we live in, Marn. Uh, so yeah, so they, they opened up like a, a comments box on their hacker website, which is very weird. Okay. Uh, the other thing that is found on the website is a cruelitan board full of news articles about uh, Tagurato, uh, Slusho's like home parent company that does deep sea mining. Uh and the the news articles are Noise Pollution Affects Humpbacks, which is an article about uh, Tagarato's uh, noise pollution from the construction of their latest drilling station uh, okay. affecting the migration of humpback whales. Uh, there's one called Unique Fauna on the Brink, which is about Tagarato pushing a specific kind of sea anemone into the brink of extinction by building their deep sea drilling stations in the Indian Ocean. Mm -hmm. There were also Tagarato history fun facts. Uh, One was about them trying to buy up a family-owned mining outfit uh, that refused, and then the head of that mining outfit was found dead later on. Cool. After having inexplicably changed his mind about the sale the night before his death. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. S- look, sometimes you just... Things happen, you know? Yeah. There was also a fun fact about Tagarato exploiting child laborers, and there was one about them being caught uh, illegally dumping industrial waste into the Tokyo Bay. You know, it's never just, oh, we did a bunch of good stuff, but also killed some sea anemones along the way. There's always that little bit hanging in the background, you know? Like, oopsie poopsie, we did some child labor exploitation. (laughs) I know. (laughs) If it was just the one, we could forgive the anemones, you know? (sighs) I I draw the line at child labor, but I can excuse <laughs> dead sea anemones. I, I... <laughs> That's my hot take for the day, but I think you can be forgiven for that. <laughs> <laughs> it's just one sea anemone, Marn. What could it cost? Five dollars? <sighs> uh, there was also an article about like the investigation into the guy's death whose trailer blew up. Um, and it being foul play, but like we do that. Yeah, I've 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 done one or two uh, fictional things in my life. 
was about to say ARGs, but I was like, it's not just ARGs. Literally everything. I've seen a capitalism or two in my time. <laughs> I've seen capitalists blow up a trailer in my time. Uh-huh. We're still in early December. This is all like December 4th, December 2nd, etc. And everybody's MySpace pages start updating again for the first time in like two months. You may recall that the main characters of the movie, plus Jamie, who is not a character in the movie, uh, all have MySpace pages. Uh, And they've been just kind of updating, being like, hey, here's what we're up to, blah, blah, blah. And in this one... Uh, it's just Rob and Beth talking on MySpace, and Rob is like, hey, I'm going with some friends to the movies, and you should come. Uh, And she's like, sorry, I have plans already. Goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) Riveting content. There is also, on December 5th, the contest uh, page on the Slusho site actually updates. Uh, We talked about last time that there was a contest page on the site that just said, like, coming soon or whatever. Yes. And on the website, that updates. And it, it is a contest to make your own slusho commercial. Okay, like the Doritos thing. Yeah, with a prize that is a Alienware laptop. Damn, that... Okay, cool. Yeah, the top five people uh, would get slusho-branded Alienware laptops. That's actually really legit. <laughs> yeah. Assuming I, this actually pays out to people, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually curious to to read. All, I, I read into this whole contest thing. I'm actually kind of curious to know if the people did end up getting these laptops. <laughs> yeah, I, we ran an ARG where the neat prize that someone walked away with at one point was a notebook. Uh, so getting one, getting a laptop would be a bit of a jump from there. That would be cool. Also, if I had a Slesho themed laptop, I would wear that thing out. (laughs) I like that the guidelines for this say, keep in mind that Slesho is not scary and bad or related to anything scary and bad. (laughs) Anyways, here's an alien themed computer. Yeah. Well, hell yeah. Apparently, there was an actual slusher commercial that went up on the we- on the website, but uh, from what I'm seeing here, it appears to have a lot of weird imagery in it, but maybe not clues. Okay. Then, on December 10th, there were a bunch of updates. Jamie put a new video on the Jamie and Teddy website uh, where she opens her gift from Teddy that she wasn't supposed to open until december okay and inside her gift uh there is a slusho hat and what appears to be a sample of seabed's nectar uh and a message to her from teddy that says uh if you're hearing this before we've spoken it means i've been captured by tagarato this is important don't call the authorities sit tight and wait to hear from randy he knows to call you We're on their station, and it's like they found something or they're making something. But the point is, I'm not going to be calling you again. You're not going to hear from me again. I just want you to wait for Randy. He will explain. I'm so mad that this ARG has invented two new characters who are at the party, but one of them is a secret hacker agent that's working against Slusho. (laughs) 
I'm I'm so God, we're gonna here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna finish this ARG and then we're gonna do Meteorg analysis on Cloverfield again. And we're gonna go and go like, okay, here's the party scene. Super weird that one of these guys is an elite hacker and this film spends no time on that. Yeah. I Okay. It's very disappointing to me, and I feel like that might be unfair because I am viewing this... I mean, I have to view ARGs in hindsight, and so I'm viewing this with the perspective of knowing what Cloverfield is in the end, and having this weird offshoot that completely feels disconnected, but is also tied in in such a weird way. It's just like... I don't know. It's just very weird to have, like, here's your cast of characters in this ARG. Four random people who happened to be in the movie and an elite super spy yeah <laughs> and his girlfriend like it it just feels really weird and out of place they really were like <laughs> we have to come up with a compelling plot for our arg let's just like make up a super cool character who is way more competent than any other main character in the movie. <laughs> we never got a chance to implement a character into RARG, but do you remember the character that we had who was going to be a super elite agent who was like a super hacker who was MI6 and CSI and FBI and everything all rolled into one, right? Uh, I think we kind of started implementing them within the ARG. Yeah, we started to. But you remember how we did that as a joke? Yeah. <laughs> how to us it was kind of a joke that one of the random characters who was a side character yes. happened to be an elite hacker? Yes. That, that was the bit? Yeah. This is doing that completely unironically. Also, everyone that played Pepsi Navy Exposed is like, who the fuck was a secret hacker? Yeah. <laughs> uh. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna post something in our chat here. I found a picture of the Alienware laptop. Oh boy. Uh, we will put it in the show notes. I'm kind of disappointed. Oh, this is the the same blog spot I've been using. Oh, cool. Oh man. Well, then I will click out of that. <laughs> yeah, it's it's ugly. It's <laughs> I forgot really how, ugly. I was about to say I forgot how how ugly gaming laptops were back then. Also today. Uh, but yeah, uh, it's it's not better. super pretty. I they're like better, they're but they're still like today. they all look like Reaper from Overwatch. Yes. <laughs> and it's just an aesthetic that I really dislike. But we're getting a bit off the point. It's it's I I was going to like say something profound about this, but y'all, it's a slusher themed laptop. Not much more to say about it. All right, so our friend <laughs> is an elite super spy hacker who's yes. taking down Slusho from the inside. What's up with that, Marn? Teddy is part of the, uh, or or he's implied to be part of the of the like nature activist group, and he says that they're on the the drilling station, and the players very quickly find out that Randy is mentioned in a call to action post on the Tidal Wave website, and they also mention him. In their in the RSS feed of their website, some of the posts are credited directly to Randy. Okay. So they're like, oh, okay, Teddy must also work for Tidal Wave. Okay. Uh, the next thing that happens is more MySpace updates uh, about Beth canceling plans with Rob. <laughs> <laughs> See, that... 
to me, I would love an ARG that's more focused on the social circle of these like four kids than I am than I care about the MySpace that partially because an elite super spy hacker man would not have a public MySpace profile like this. <laughs> Cloverfield divorce fever. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Anyways, I'm I'm excited. What's up, what's going on with these kids? How are they? Rob keeps trying to make plans with Beth, and she keeps canceling on him. Basically, take the take take the soft no, dude. <laughs> she keeps commenting on his page like, "Hey, I'm sorry, I have to cancel our plans. I'm going on vacation to a ski lodge in Vermont. I'll call you soon, though." Okay, maybe that's less of a soft note than I was expecting it to be. But still, at some point, it's like, well, if I canceled the last eight times, maybe let them try to schedule the first one and move on. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's my advice to the audience. I know some of you are a bit younger. Take a soft no. Move on with your life. You can do it. I believe in you. It's just so funny that, like, there's all of this, like, deep sea mining and like elite hacker drama and then also just like these 20 somethings are having weird relationships on MySpace (laughs) (laughs) as someone that followed this ARG were you like I don't care about these kids let me learn more about Theo it's actually funny because I was I re- I remember being more invested in the MySpace stuff <laughs> because it was just well, like good. oh these are people like these are characters uh-huh. and I can just like check in on them and see what's up hell yeah I don't know a lot of I I, I feel like a lot of the the hacker stuff kind of went over my head at the time or I like mm-hmm. wasn't following it closely enough to like get anything out of it yeah i get but that. like the my the myspace stuff i could just like log into myspace and be like oh what are those crazy kids up to i'm i'm having myspace flashbacks because i'm thinking to myself like i wonder what songs they had as their like the song on their profile you know oh yeah i don't know and then i was thinking can you believe how wild it was that you could just do that on myspace nowadays you'd have to like pay the record company per song and it'd be like some deal tie-in with Spotify, so like the artists wouldn't even make money off of the fact that you had the song on your channel or on your page. But just like back then, it was like, yeah, find a song, just boot, put it right here. Now this song will play whenever you want. Whenever someone visits your page, Saving Me by Nickelback is going to start playing. <laughs> I might be revealing too much about myself. I had a MySpace in in middle school that definitely auto played like songs that my friends and I had recorded in my basement on like a shoe. So I'm with you. <laughs> I I had a friend that uh, put a bunch of YouTube link like YouTube embedded videos onto his page. Uh-huh. Um, he was very excited because he figured out how to get it to autoplay, but he could only set it so that they all autoplayed or none of them <laughs> autoplayed. <laughs> so he had like six videos. And they were all anime AMVs, and they would all start playing at the same time whenever you went onto his MySpace page. I wish, I wish social media sites still let you do that. 
kids out there, you don't know how good we used to have it and how terrible social media is nowadays. Nowadays, your Facebook page looks like everyone else's and your Twitter feed is literally 180 characters or whatever. It used to be that you had a whole website that you could do anything with. You could add custom cursors. You could add custom music. You could like do camel case on your, uh, on your name so that you would look cool. I miss when it was just the fucking Wild West. I wish that when you went to my Twitter, 6 AMV started playing at once. <laughs> it's all I want. <laughs> I want to go back there. <laughs> uh, remember when the internet was good? Oh, man. <laughs> Bring back MySpace, but like the old MySpace. Yes, I was, I was, God, if you told me I'd be sitting here reminiscing about MySpace, I would have told you you're an idiot. But like, here we are. I feel like that was like a thing in my middle school too. Like a bunch of people I went to middle school with, you like made MySpace pages, but would use it to like show off their music but it was like we were all in middle school so a it was bad b it did sound like it was recorded on like a shoe Mm -hmm. (laughs) myspace ruled and we didn't know how good we had it oh yeah oh boy Anyways, I want to know what music Rob had auto-playing when he went to his Me website. That's too. really all I was trying to get to. Like, that's that's one of the things that I feel like you could do a lot with these days if you were trying to... If I was if I was making character pages for... Like, character websites for an ARG, I could do so much more with a MySpace page than I could with a Twitter profile, you know? Yeah. I mean, NeoCity... Like, I feel like we've kind of used NeoCities in, in a similar way. Yeah, you you can do that, but it's like who I don't yeah. know. I don't have my and personal Neo Cities, you know? No, I could yeah, make a right. card for each character. Oh, but like card here's Rob's can't... card. <laughs> card you can't like auto you can't like auto play stuff. So it's no, not I as know. good. Neo Cities you can. We <laughs> it works a third of the time, as we found out. <laughs> Oh boy. <laughs> so so Rob and Beth are having relationship issues. Mm-hmm. And by that I mean they're not even in a relationship. Yes. Rob wants to be in a relationship and is keeps trying to hang out with Beth and she keeps blowing him off. So that's pretty early in December and then December 18th, uh, a bunch of people get emails from a Tagarato email address. Uh, some people who had emailed the the account asking about the the parafun recalls received uh, a PDF with a note written on it in English that says, Americans, no oil here. They must have known before they built the whistleblower. And it contained a document in Japanese that was eventually translated to English of uh, different, like, Tagarato... Uh, branch offices and like places where they had mined for oil okay. like like in the ocean so like different different trenches and seas and stuff in the ocean um so yeah so the this document says americans no oil here they must have known before they built which i think is alluding to 
the new drilling station that they're making. Okay. Saying that there there was no reason for them to be deep sea mining. Okay, except that they think that there'll be oil here. Yeah, I think I think so I'm not totally sure what this means, but I think what it's trying to say is that it's weird that they built this new drilling station when they already knew there wasn't really anything that they could mine here. Okay. And so the next thing that happens is also on the 18th, Tidal Wave updates with a new blog entry that says, I don't know what to say. They told me to post here. I've never done this before. Things are not going as planned. There has been a problem with the event, in quotes. (laughs) (laughs) Please contact me if you have any information on Randy or the others. I'm the only one here right now. Backup desperately needed. Okay. Huh. Huh, indeed. <laughs> Good to know. I, 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 this sounds bad. <laughs> it does. So the next thing that happens on the 19th is that Rob's MySpace updates. Hell yeah. Rob, what are you up to? Rob says basically that he's giving up on... Well, he doesn't say it outright, but that he's giving up on pursuing Beth. But he says, sometimes you need to give up. (laughs) Oh, I live for these teens vaguely posting. Wait, let me read this whole entry to you. It's pretty good. Yes, 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 yes. (laughs) Here's the thing. The, The stakes on this are... The stakes for a secret illegal underground drilling operation that's causing secret nectar that'll eventually turn into a monster and or is just the blood of the monster. I'm not really sure which way we're leaning on this one. When those are your stakes, I sleep. When your stakes are there's a boy who's giving up on going after a girl that he likes and is making a vague post on MySpace about it, you have my full attention. Um <laughs> Give me that awkward uh, young adult drama of people just like sadly pining for each other and just like (laughs) making mean MySpace posts. I live for that stuff in an ARG. That's so much more interesting to me than like, what if there was a secret slushy that could make you monsters? Yeah, we need more ARGs with just like petty human drama, I think. (laughs) All right, I'm going to read you this, this MySpace entry. Hit me. Monday, December 17th, 2007. I'm done. Oh, yes. It's time for a change. I'm officially launching into a full-blown job hunt. I've been putting the feelers out for the past few weeks, but now it has become abundantly clear to me that I need to move on and try something else. I've put in a lot of time and effort only to be continuously misinterpreted or altogether unnoticed. I'm not opposed to leaving New York if that's what it takes. Don't get me wrong, I love the city, but there are certain elements that I need to get away with before I lose my mind. <laughs> that I need to get away from before I lose my Uh mind. I'm sick of being the overlooked guy. Sick of being pigeonholed is one thing. What if you would just give me a chance? I know I can be so much more. You know how you can get totally absorbed with something and because you're so focused on that one thing, you miss out on other opportunities? I now realize that's what's been happening here. Or maybe I've known it all along and have been living in denial, clinging to the empty hope that things were going to get better, that certain things were meant to happen. Well, whether those things were meant to happen or not, they didn't. Not for me, at least. Sometimes you need to give up. 
Oh, man. I love this. I love this. I'm so sad for this guy. He, I can't believe he found the one girl in New York City and she doesn't love him back. <laughs> um, and also Beth is in the comments saying, hey, call me. Let's talk about it. We're friends, right? <laughs> oh, man. God, I am so disappointed but also glad that MySpace phased out like end of middle school beginning of high school but like god if it had kept up in like in earnest in high school god it would have been a a, a real gold mine of just drama and yeah. uh at the time would have hated it in hindsight god i wish that were me yeah more of this please give me this ARG absolutely more of this I, I feel like I've um I feel like I've gone down a weird arg critic path where I've gone the film route where I'm like, oh I don't care about blockbusters anymore. Give me the small personal drama ARG. I, I want I want the artsy film. Give me the lighthouse of ARGs. I still won't watch the lighthouse. <laughs> I haven't either. But I've heard it's alright. <laughs> But it's the kind of movie I'm more interested in than, I don't, I don't know, I don't want your ARG based off of uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 4. Give me your Midsummer. I, I want your, uh, what, what's the what's the word that people use for horror movies that they like, but they don't want to admit that because it's a horror movie? Uh... Elevated. Give me your elevated ARG. Yeah, that's that's what it is. It's an elevated interactive experience, not an LR, not an ARG. Please, this isn't a horror. It's elevated horror. It's about something. It's got themes. Not like something like The People Under the Stairs or Scream. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I'm saying that those people that are film critics are dicks, but also that's what I am for ARGs. So I'm going to have to sit with that for a bit. <laughs> so what's up with Slush Out? <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, so yeah, so so the Slush Out contest page starts posting contest entries of of people's slusho ads that they've made. Okay. And so you can watch like the fan the fan slusho ads. Unfortunately, it looks like they were all done through Adobe Flash Player, so I can't access them anymore. I found one on a blog. <gasps> I've been doing secret behind the scenes research as you've been talking so I can hit you with uh some of the winners. Oh, thank God. Cuz because on all of because all of the ones on this blog are like gone because of Flash Player. The secret is you should have searched for Slusho laptop in Google Image Search because mm. apparently this pulled up. I found a video, uh, but a couple other of the like the actual laptops that won. But I will say I was watching this and I was like, oh, I could have made this, and then an, a three D animated thing pops out of the screen, and I was like, never mind. <laughs> Uh, but we'll definitely include a link to these in the show notes. Oh, this is cute. Yeah. So then, do, 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 on December 26th, another Jamie and Teddy video goes up. So it's now December 26th. The movie is supposed to come out on January 18th. So we're we're nearing right. we're nearing kind of the part where this arg and the movie are supposed to kind of meet in the middle. Then on 
the December 26th, uh, a new video goes up on the Jamie and Teddy uh, website. Uh, it is a video that Jamie is making for Teddy. Um, she basically is like, hey, I don't believe you. So my friend's boyfriend found the Tagarato phone number and I'm going to call them and look for you. Okay. Uh, and she calls the Tagarato phone number and asks for Teddy Hansen. And they, of course, have no idea who she's talking about. And then she hangs up on them. And then she gets a call from an unknown number and is like, oh, well, thanks. Now I'm getting mystery calls from an unknown number. Okay. So her boyfriend was like, hey, I'm being held hostage by this corporation. You should only talk to people from my organization who know what they're doing. And she was like, well, I'm just going to call the corporation because I don't believe you. And I'm going to ask for you by name. Hi. Uh, is this, hi, is this Tigerado? <laughs> Let's talk to the customer complaint line. Oh, boy. And then asks for her, like, eco-terrorist boyfriend several yeah, times yeah, by yeah. name. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Hi. Uh, I Look, this is going to sound silly. Uh, my boyfriend, uh, his name's Theo. Uh, he says you have him locked in the basement and you're, um, you've got his nuts hooked up to jumper cables. I just wanted to call and see if that was true or if, you know, he's just playing a little trick. Uh, anyways, call me back if you've got any info, because I would love to hear about that. Thanks. Uh, this is Jamie, by the way. Bye. <laughs> yeah. My MySpace page is... <laughs> you can find me on MySpace at... Yeah. We need more just like characters in ARGs with no common sense, I think. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes you just need a character with no common sense to move the plot along is the thing yeah there's for as much as people on youtube like to complain about like all the actions this character made in this movie don't make any logical sense uh it's like they're acting on their emotions or a lack of understanding and it's like well uh sometimes that's what you need to move stuff along Sometimes that is the character choice. Sometimes your boyfriend gives you a box that you're not supposed to open until December, and it has like a tape recording of him being like, I'm being held hostage on, on a deep sea drilling site. <laughs> hey, uh, if you hear the, if you're, if you're hearing this, I've got some weird news. <laughs> Lord. Oh, God. So that happens. Sorry, I have to to get to the ARG stuff. I have to scroll through like a billion things that aren't the ARG because it's all like lumped together on the site. Is is it a bunch of like? So then we learned that this is happening about the Cloverfield movie. Yeah, it's a bunch of gotcha. like. Oh, they put out a mobile website for the Cloverfield movie that has like phone backgrounds that you can download. Yeah, someone found a someone found a billboard that said Cloverfield on it. We spent twenty hours looking at it, and it says Cloverfield. Um, something I didn't mention last time that I think someone mentioned in the uh, Discord that I remember there being a lot of discourse about uh, in in very very early Cloverfield days is that in the 
in the original trailer, uh, you can hear HUD say, like, I saw it, it's alive, it's huge. And there was a lot of discourse about people thinking that it was going to be a Voltron movie because they heard it as, it's a lion, it's huge. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. It was a much more innocent time back then, huh? Not everything was being rebooted. Lord. Just remember reading like pages and pages of discourse about people arguing over if it was a lion or if it was it's alive. It's a lion. It's huge. God, that would it would be so weird if they made a Voltron movie and just called it Cloverfield and didn't tell anyone it was a Voltron movie. Like, that doesn't make sense from, like, a... Just from a a standpoint of, like, how the world works. There's a lot of times that I see people that are like, uh, oh, they should do, like, a crime movie, uh, but then halfway through, it turns out that it's, like, secretly been a Batman movie the whole time, and Batman shows up to start, like, taking down the crime (laughs) as it's happening mid-movie. And from, like, an artistic standpoint, that could be neat and work. And as an audience member, it would be cool. But you're saying that assuming that you would go to see a random crime movie and then you would be blindsided by the fact that it was a Batman movie instead of learning it was a Batman movie four months ahead of time when TMZ said, hey, we found... uh, Ewan McGregor dressed up like Batman on the set of this crime movie or that like the next day people wouldn't be posting on the internet like yo this is secretly a Batman movie or like the company as a whole would be interested in putting together a movie and saying like great you know our most marketable aspect about this movie the fact that Batman's here we're not gonna say that or use it in the marketing at all Instead, you're instead you're gonna do an ARG about a monster movie, but you can't talk about the monster. God, I feel like we talked about this when we talked about Bear Stearns Bravo, but like that was kind of a similar deal where people were like, "Oh, it's gonna be like a Battlestar Galactica ARG. It's gonna be like a Bioshock ARG. It's gonna be blah blah blah." And it's like, if that was the case, like they would probably be more overt about it if they'd been putting it together for like this long. (laughs) Yep. I get why people are like, I wish this was the thing that I like. It is a little disappointed that it's kind of like people are like, here's a new thing. And then people are like, great. How do I take this peg and make it fit into my Voltron shaped hole? You know, like this is what I want. Or that when someone says it's huge, it's a lion. They're like, oh, it's got to be Voltron. (laughs) Of all things. <laughs> Past a certain point, I feel like it, it, it kind of did just like evolve into a meme because people accepted there was absolutely no like rational <laughs> way that it, the line was like, it's a lion, it's huge. And then they just started like <laughs> kind of clowning on the concept. <laughs> <laughs> that being said, a like a, a Cloverfield or Shin Godzilla style movie a mech showing up to fight something is just like the background event that causes so much devastation and problems for the people on the ground and the people on the grounder who we're following that would absolutely rule 
God, that would fuck. Like, it is what Cloverfield is doing. Just Cloverfield's doing it without the robot. But, like, I don't know. If partway through the movie, they were just like, we've initiated Operation Hammered Down. And people were like, all right, what the fuck is that? They're going to drop nukes. And then a robot comes out of the sky and starts beating the shit out of the monster. But we only see it through, like, like between buildings in the same way that we've seen the Cloverfield monster. That could rule. Okay, that. But they but, wouldn't make a. But it wouldn't wouldn't be a Voltron movie. Like, <laughs> I mean that. But like a Pacific Rim prequel movie would probably work. I think. Yes, a Pacific Rim prequel about Idris Elba's character, uh, except it's only done where you barely see the robot. It's the Ten Cloverfield Lane of Pacific Rim. I would watch like a found footage Pacific Rim universe movie in a heartbeat. That that could rule. I mean, part of I feel like part of the appeal of Pacific Rim is like they do a lot of like absolutely whack world building about like what normal life is like in that universe and you only get to see it for like 15 minutes of the movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, uh, for those of you playing along at home, feel free to mark off uh, mentioned Batman off of your uh, Argonauts bingo card. <laughs> We've really kind of been on a Batman kick since we did the Dark Knight. <laughs> I don't know why I'm in this rut, because frankly, I don't care about Batman that much. It like unlocked something in us, I think. It really did. Uh, you know, all it takes is one bad day, Marn. No. So Theo's locked up in a basement, and we're sitting here talking about Batman. What happens to our favorite kids next? Yeah, so so we don't know where Teddy is. Uh, we know that something with Tidal Waves' uh, operation, their their quote-unquote event, has gone wrong. Um, and Teddy and Randy are nowhere to be found. Um, they are being presumably held hostage on one of the drilling stations. Uh, And the next thing that the ARG players receive on December 29th uh, is a new email from the whistleblower Okay. uh, of two sonar images that uh, have been taken as screenshots from a Tagorato computer. Uh, and and it's evident because there you can see like the background of the or the the wallpaper of the computer and it's like the Tagarato logo, um, and they are sonar images taken on December eighteenth. They say like Tagarato sonar building whatever, and one of them says like scale error. And people are like, oh, maybe they're detecting the Cloverfield monster, question mark? Because there's, like, this big image on the sonar that, like, doesn't really look like anything. Or it looks like maybe, like, a sea creature or something. Oh, yeah, it looks like just a a big blip. Yeah. It's it's got enough definition that I could see whatever I wanted to see in this, Mm -hmm. but it's got little enough that, like, it's definitely not anything. Yeah, and so so people got this in in their emails from the whistleblower account, uh, but it had no message attached like the last one did. Okay. And then on January first, there is a update uh, on the Tidal Wave site uh, in in their blog section that says 
As many of you know, we returned from our journey late last night. There are already more rumors going around than I'd like, so I want to set the record a little straighter before all of us go crazy. Yes, we had the coordinates correct. There's no possibility that we weren't in the right spot. But there was simply nothing there. No debris, no clues, no anything, just ocean. And calls to our comrades got nothing but static. This doesn't mean that we're giving up exactly the opposite. Something went on out there. A mess too big for Tagorato to wipe up with their handfuls of money. People are going to want to know what happened to that station, and we're going to find out. I feel like I need to preface everything I say about this ARG with... I'm saying this with the knowledge of what Cloverfield is about, but I I assume that... So it sounds like when they're talking about drilling, I think that the, the assumption that I've had for the ARG so far is that they have found something underground in the ocean that is their deep sea nectar. And it has a lot of wild effects. It makes really good slushies, which is the thing that they care about. Um... But that somewhere along the way, one of the effects that it's going to have is that it's going to fuck up a lizard real bad mm-hmm. um, and turn it into the Cloverfield monster. It sounds here like they're like, we went to drill and the spot that had all of the nectar is gone. And so it sounds like I've been working under the wrong assumption and that they have been getting this nectar from clover the whole time whether it's you know it's it's blood or whatever is what it sounds like and so that's what is causing all of these issues because they're just like hey how come our drilling station just up and walked away is the interpretation that i'm going with here from what i know about the movie i think that's a fair interpretation (laughs) Okay. <laughs> I mean, pretending the movie doesn't exist, like, for a moment, kind uh-huh. of what we know now from the ARG is that they have a drilling station, they are drilling for undersea minerals and nectars, Tidal Wave infiltrated the drilling station and got trapped there, their friends came to rescue them, but the drilling station was gone. Right. So clearly this 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 drilling station just disappeared. I wonder what could cause that. I wonder. Certainly I, I'm spitballing here, but like uh maybe a monster destroyed it. I, I don't know. I'm just throwing out ideas. I, I mean wild theory. Who could say? Who could say, Andrew? Maybe it got up and swam away. Maybe the drilling station was the monster. Maybe it was never there at all. Maybe Tidal Wave is just lying to us. <laughs> Maybe Theo's at home just sipping on some tea, having a good time. Maybe Slusho's good. Maybe Slusho's good. Have we good. ever thought, what if what if the corporation's our friend, Marn? What, what if the corporation's our friend? Have we thought about that? Also, it's very funny that people keep sending each other like slusho gear because like out of universe, we know that it's a fake company that's dealing in like that works in this. And like, it's kind of an in joke among the fans to be slusho because of bad robot stuff overall. But like in universe, it's like, what if we had a group of friends that was really obsessed with sending each other Coca-Cola merchandise? Yeah. <laughs> so this blog entry goes up January First, um, and then on January second, there's two arg updates. Tagarato puts up some new 
uh, news articles. Most of them are just about like, hey, uh, our our slusho smilers ad people visited the fish market. Uh, we're unveiling a parafun wax museum. Here's some news about our company picnic. Uh, the last one is about one of their stations winning like a a green award for like environmental sustainability or whatever. That's like, hey, the stuff that these environmental groups have been saying about us totally isn't true. We've won an award for it. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to point out the company picnic at the slushy company probably fucking rules. Yeah. <laughs> for as much as I'm talking shit about slusho, that's got to be a really good picnic. Again, I, I've made myself, I've tricked myself into wanting a slushy by recording this. <laughs> so bad. So bad. Chris and Kat, if you're hearing this, I, I know that you're vaccinated. Please bring me a slushy. There's like a 7-Eleven I, up I the can't street. Venture, <laughs> I can't venture out into the world because of the state of things. But if someone could bring me a slushy, please. I'm begging you. There is technically a 7-Eleven up the street from me, but like it sucks to park there so i'd have to walk (laughs) it's like just slightly too far to walk (laughs) (laughs) oh man um so there's also they put up the 2007 third quarter results on their investor publications page uh and that uh pdf is indeed the same document that they uh had already gotten from the whistleblower Okay. But now in in kind of a convenient location without the note that they had gotten from the whistleblower. Uh, There was also a new Jamie and Teddy video that was basically, that is basically just a video of Jamie getting drunk and upset at Teddy and being like, I figured it out. You're cheating on me. And that's why you left me this cryptic message in a box. (laughs) Okay, actually, I've turned it around. This is actually good. (laughs) Having a group of idiot friends where one of them happens to be a secret super spy that none of them believe is actually good and should be the basis of an ARG. I've I've entirely flipped around. Oh, man. (laughs) Babe, I'm a secret spy trying to take down a strong... uh, I'm trying to take down a multinational corporation that is dealing in some wild shit, but I really need your support right now. You're just saying that to get out of going to dinner with my parents. I crave it. Oh, my God. It's so good. (laughs) I I just love that apparently... The, the response to getting this like cryptic box with a with a note that's like, hey, if you don't hear from me b- before you open this box, I might be dead and you're not ever going to hear from me again. And she's like, that's it. You're cheating on me. <laughs> I, I do want to point out, uh, audience, if you ever do get a box like that from a significant o- other, that is probably reasonable reason to dump them. Um Cause it's a little fucked up to get and like, you don't want to deal with that. I get it. But maybe don't jump to cheating. Yeah. You don't need to invent the second reason that like you should break up with a person that gave you a secret in case I died box. God. So then, uh, on January 3rd, uh, there's a bunch of Tagarato updates 
first thing uh, that updated was their voicemail. Okay. Their voicemail changed to say, uh, thank you for calling Tagarato. If you are calling regarding Chuai Station, please know that the situation is being handled and should be resolved shortly. If you have a relative on board, you will be contacted soon by the appropriate personnel. Headquarters does not have information or indiv- of individual crew members. All other questions should be directed towards our press office as this line is currently not accepting messages. Okay. And then uh, there were two new headlines on the Tagarato site. Uh, one was about a incident at the Chuai station. There has been an altercation at the Chuai station. Although details are limited at present time, be assured that Tagarato is taking every measure necessary to ensure the safety and well-being of all staff and crew. Specialty teams have been deployed and are working aggressively to restore harmony at the site. The cause of the problem is currently being investigated, although it is suspected that an eco-terror cell is responsible for the disturbance. Restore harmony at the site is very specifically weird wording yeah i like that i like that i like that too so also yeah they don't mention that the that the station is just gone <laughs> well there there was an altercation well, i mean yeah <laughs> <laughs> who could say what happened there harmony will be restored there soon is, is that's all you need to know. I guess. It's unharmonious at the moment. It'll be reharmonious soon. That's it. Investor report over. We good. But yeah, it's like, it's interesting because we know from like the, the tidal wave stuff that like the station is just gone. And now they're being like, Oh, no, there was just an altercation. It's fine. We're looking into it. <laughs> <laughs> We've heard your considerations, and uh, we're looking into it at this time. Um, and, and and so the other uh, the other update on the Tagarato site is uh, Hatsui Satellite Works for the Future, uh, and it talks about uh, the bold Futuria subsidiary of Tagarato that they've had this uh, satellite called Hatsui orbiting the Earth at quote-unquote peak performance, collecting data and securing samples. Okay. It talks about how they've been using the satellite to try and identify a rogue kind of like piece of space junk uh, that they think fell off a government satellite, but they haven't been able to track and recover it uh even though it fell into the atlantic ocean sometime in like the past week with with future knowledge are we close enough to the release of the movie to assume that this is the thing from the end of cloverfield popping off the satellite or whatever yes okay so yes in universe we are i mean like with the with the knowledge of having seen the movie Cloverfield, like in universe, we're close enough to that that we can charitably assume that, like, the thing at the end of the movie that falls into the ocean behind Rob and Beth is that piece of satellite. Gotcha. Okay. Hmm. I have thoughts, but I'm going to save that for when we're done. <laughs> oh, I want to hear your thoughts. 
No, I, I, I'm, I'm trying to think of how this matches up to what we know about the movie itself and the plot there, because in the movie, in, in the movie, I, I didn't, I never, so I didn't notice in the movie that the thing fell off. I think you pointed it out afterwards. Yeah. Or at least that there was a thing splashing down in the background. Mm-hmm. And I know that when you told me it, you said it was a satellite. And so that's what I like assumed it was. But I was also thinking later and I was like, it could have just been like Clover just splashing down or a meteor that it was in or whatever, whatever. If you wanted to say it was an alien, then there you go. That's a reason. That's where it is on Earth. But I guess here it's just like this thing fell into the ocean and then I guess woke up Clover or something. But that doesn't really make sense because it's not like, I don't know, if 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 Clover's getting drilled on, then you'd think that would wake it up. But I I, I don't know. I, I do think this whole ARG is making me like, oh, I, I, I like this movie less. <laughs> That's not necessarily true. I think the movie is good. I just don't. I, I all this. I don't know. I like the movie. I I. Don't think I like all this extra background lore. I'm kind of with you. I feel like they do a lot of like weird setting up of like red herrings. Like, oh, maybe this is why the monster comes and attacks New York. Or maybe this is why. And it a lot of it just like doesn't really pan out to anything. It It, it feels like it either doesn't pan out or... It's like, oh, well, these are explanations for what's happening in the in the back end of things. And so I, I, it's it's explanations for questions that I don't think needed explanations yeah. and that I think are actively worse for ha- like it makes a worse movie going experience to have an explanation for it. Sometimes what works best in a movie like this is why is this creature attacking New York? Who cares? Get the fuck out of its way. Exactly. That's what we're worried about. Like, I, I guess my problem, my, my my issue here is that the movie is so people focused and so on the ground and human centric in the like, in in such a micro scale to all of this that's happening on the background of them at a macro level. Mm-hmm. We're not aware of any of it. And the movie's better because of it. And so it is very weird to be focused on everything at a more macro level in this ARG when it's it's one of those things. There's a I think the old TV tropes name for it is a voodoo shark where they're referencing like Jaws 4 or something like that, where it's like, well, why before it was like, why does the shark keep attacking? Who cares? It's a shark. Uh, But then in Jaws 4, they reveal that, like, through voodoo magic, the Jaws shark spirit has, like, gone from shark to shark to shark. And that's why there's, like, a malevolent shark force. And it's like, well, you've explained something that actively raises more questions and, like, that didn't need an explanation and that you've just made worse by explaining it. Isn't that Jaws 3? Where they're like, is it Jaws three? Where they're like, Jaw, the Jaws in this movie is like the grandchild of the original Jaws, and is and is like systematically hunting down every member of like the original police chief's family in order to murder them. 
Right. Yeah, exactly. It's it's like by actively telling us this, you're making the bigger world around everything worse. Because when you explain one thing, like with what you're saying with your explanation, it's like, okay, how does a shark know what a cop is? How does a shark <laughs> know who the people are? Why does the grandson of the shark know how to do like you just raise more questions by explaining something that frankly a big fucking shark eating people at a beach just works. Yeah. It just, it just and works. I, and and so it's it's frustrating to get into the honestly the JJ Abramsification of this where it's like ah we've got to dig into the stuff in the background even though the stuff in the background is the least important stuff that actively makes things worse. This is why you get justice league movies that are four hours long. Yeah. When you, all you really need is Superman is good. It's here. He is to save the day. It's really that mystery box bullshit. Isn't it? (laughs) Sure is. And now people, people need this in everything. Thanks JJ. Thanks JJ. Anyway, so there's a satellite. Yeah, so there's a, so there's a satellite. Uh, so, so January 5th, uh, Rob updates his MySpace page, uh, and he has gotten a job. I wonder what company hired Rob. Would you like to guess, Andrew? Uh, was it Fox News? No. Hmm. Hmm. Huh. Was it Funimation? Uh, Rob has been hired as the vice president of marketing and promotions for Slusho. Wow. Really doing the American thing of uh, going to Japan to get over a breakup, huh? <laughs> Didn't realize Rob was that guy. I should have, but here we are. Oh, boy. Um, And he's like, well, I did say I would leave New York, but this isn't what I meant question mark <laughs> how do you i <laughs> god can you imagine landing like a multinational vice president job after like a month's worth of job hunting i can i can suspend my disbelief for like a whole drilling station vanishing i can't suspend <laughs> my disbelief for that one exactly <laughs> I'd believe you more if you told me that Rob was behind the thing disappearing. Rob swam out into the ocean and sank an entire drilling operation. Oh, boy. Because Rob's not that bright. And he's on MySpace posting about sad girl problems. (laughs) That's not vice president behaviors. That's all I got here. So yeah, so uh, so Rob is like, well, I guess I'm leaving for Japan. Time to throw uh, a party. Hope yeah. nothing fucked up happens. <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> oh, Lord. Hope no wacky hijinks happen at my going away party. Yeah, hope Voltron doesn't show up. Oh, God. boy. Um, and, and all of his friends are commenting like, whoa, I love Slusho. That's crazy. <laughs> I thought Slusho couldn't come to America because the FDA wouldn't approve it. 
Correct. So how do these people know what Slusho is? His brother is like, well, my Japanese friend gave me Slusho once. Like, it practically sells itself. How? It can't sell itself. (laughs) Um, It literally can't. And HUD comments like, dude, I just Googled Slusho. Did you know there is some subsidiary of some evil oil company? (laughs) (laughs) HUD further cementing himself as the best character in the entire thing. (laughs) It's unfortunate he's played by TJ Miller. HUD gets backdoored into the arc that he's a character of. (laughs) (laughs) Could you fucking imagine? God. And Beth comments, Japan, oh my god, come over this weekend so we can talk about it? <laughs> <laughs> and is uh, is that the weekend that they have their uh, thing? I think so. Or it's implied that it's happened prior to that. It would have had to have been prior if the satellite already fell, right? I, I guess we don't have to take the movie as gospel fact for that, because I don't know that how important that scene was to a marketing company that was doing this. I don't even know if they had the whole movie to work with or whatever. Yeah, I have no idea. I would have to like actually go look and see what like the date on that on the um on the like footage in the movie is and I don't feel like doing that. <laughs> yeah. And so also uh Tidal Wave the website uh, updates with a blog post that says do not return to the farm it's crawling with agents on Tagarato's payroll it's a setup all of our members know our goals and motivations are preservation of mother earth not mass murder granted we're not upset that Tagarato has one fewer death station but we would never kill to accomplish our goals this is yet another crime on humanity that Tagarato is trying to push off on the innocent and let me be clear we will not stop until we find our missing brothers and sisters we can't give up hope wait for janice's picture then you'll know where to meet us tagarato's lies will not go unpunished this time something happened to our comrades in that station and we're going to find out even if we have to go all the way to the top all right you could have just commented and said congrats buddy (laughs) on january 6th uh Four fake news broadcasts uh, appear on YouTube in German, Italian, Spanish, and French. Oh, so these actually still work. Cool. Hell yeah. Let me link you the two that appear to actually be working. Uh, They're all news broadcasts on the Chuai station. Okay. They're each about two minutes long. So this is video taken from inside? For part of this? Uh, yeah. And one of them has... Okay. Or one or both of them also have a video taken from outside. Yeah, this one had what looked like helicopter footage, which feels weird for something that far out at the ocean. Got some uh, early 2000 CGI of a uh, an oil rig collapsing. I was gonna say I don't speak French, so I have no idea what uh what uh the anchor is saying, but it's pretty decent hunch. Catastrophe dans l'Atlantique Nord. We've got a woman talking in her house, and then we've got some like footage from a rescue boat. This is a lot, and then the thing just up and disappears. This is a pretty uh intense 
video for like an ARG. Yeah. And then shit popping out of the ocean. That stuff's getting launched, I guess. Fuck. All right. So the rescue ship gets taken out by uh, 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 some debris flying out. Cool, cool. Yeah, they apparently had like a special effects budget and they blew all of it on this uh on on these four videos. <laughs> Many of which reuse the same clips. Oh, I mean I would too if I Look, this for this is better than anything I could put together for an ARG, that's for sure. Oh, yeah, for real. Then it looks like uh they're blaming Taito. Yeah, so uh, there are like translated transcripts of these videos, um, and 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 most of them are basically saying the same thing. Like, hey, we got these like shocking video clips of uh, this like inexplicable explosion uh, of the Chuai Station that were taken like during this like disaster we don't know what caused it but Tagaruato put out this like official video to the japanese media that uh accuses the the taido group uh of like antagonizing their drilling platform yeah i mean this is i don't know i don't have a lot to say here <laughs> this feels like the natural progression of things yeah this is every monster movie where first you see like oh a thing got attacked in the ocean then it's like oh a ship got sank and then it's oh fuck what's that lizard <laughs> but yeah no the the clips are actually cool especially the one where they're like going like they're they're on the rescue boat going away from it and like the shit starts flying out of the ocean yeah the the scene on the boat is really cool like and and again it's working I'm going to use this as a metaphor. Uh, the video of the um, tanker collapsing in on itself is a little disappointing because you can see the seams in the CGI and it just kind of looks a little nonsensical uh, and it feels really off. But the video of people escaping in the boat where we see a little bit of special effects work of like stuff popping out of the ocean and then it ends with like, the footage of like the camera whipping up and seeing like a grate falling out of the sky. And then the, uh, the video cuts out that video works because it's a more human grounded thing. And it uses not showing the event as a way of building the suspense of the event. It's just really good. And it's what happens when you don't try to overshow your hand of what you're doing. Yeah. This is a metaphor, but it's 1130 at night. So extrapolate that to the movie as a whole and the Cloverfield universe. And that's where my feelings are. <laughs> no, I'm with you. <laughs> they also, I don't know if this is going to become relevant, but they, they say that there, uh, there were seven missing people uh, from the, from the station. Okay. Tagarato denies that any of the videos were taken on Chuai Station, but they did confirm that there are seven missing people. I wonder what did it. I wonder. Um, and then the next day, uh, more Chuai Station videos came out in English, Russian, and Japanese. Okay. Uh, basically all saying the same things. Actually, I think the English one, yeah, it still exists. I can send that to you. Cool. We will... Uh, I'll definitely put the put these in the show notes 
Is there anything new for this one to watch it or no? Uh, I don't know. It's mostly the same stuff. There's like an interview with like a real person talking about like oil spills in the in the ocean, but it's like actually a real person. (laughs) Hell yeah. I Um, doubt she's from an organization actually called the End Oil Organization. You'd be surprised because this... uh, Really? Yep, this says it's actually a real website. Huh, that just feels a little too on the nose. I know, but this this blog says it's a real website and you shouldn't bother them because they're not (laughs) in-game. Okay. And yeah, all of the all of the videos say basically the same thing. They've got so, some of them have like some extra flavor in them. Like the Russian one talks about how Tagarato currently has three drilling platforms in Russia. Uh, the Japanese one has a has a if you pause, you can see like a Tagarato memo in it that talks about the the Chuai station. Um, incident that happened between the 26th and 27th of December. Uh, it it actually directly names the missing people from the station, and it it directly says that like yes, there were members of the activist group Tidal Wave on board the station when this incident happened. Okay. There's also a new video on the Jamie and Teddy website. Where Ooh. she eats some of the seabed nectar that Teddy put oh. in the box for her and told her not to eat. I was about to say that's not going to end well, but I mean, people really like the seabed nectar in Slusho. So unless it has to be like refined in some way for human consumption, she might just really want a slushy now. It's certainly a mystery. Oh, wait, this video still exists. Oh, hell yeah. She's like a petulant child. Yeah. Also, if you sent me a package and said, do not eat this, I wouldn't eat this. Like, I, I'm not, I don't know. I, what? It apparently tastes pretty good. Okay. She says she feels great and she seems like she's like getting kind of hopped up and then she goes to leave. Uh, and turns off the camera. I, If I was sending strange goop to someone in the mail, I don't think I would have to label it as do not eat. Like, maybe I'd list it as toxic if I really wanted to get that point across. Then you wouldn't be able to send it through the mail, right? Well, if it's in a box with other stuff, you should be fine. Like you're not labeling it radioactive goop. Like I can or I can order Lysol in the mail and that has a label that says toxic on it. I think. I assume. I don't know. It feels it it feels very odd that it it's it's very much like the uh the dead dove do not eat label on arrested development where he opens up the bag and looks in and goes, "Well, I don't know what I expected." Cuz it's very much just like don't eat this. And it's like, well, now I'm going to eat this. Yeah, it sure is like that. (laughs) (laughs) Again, more characters with no common sense in ARGs, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Just eats it down. Okay. So Jamie eats a little bit of the, uh, of the stuff. 
is the arg going to tell me that this is the twist from the arg. The arg tells me that she eats this and then she becomes the Cloverfield monster and starts destroying downtown. And that is an arg I can get behind. Well, <laughs> I don't think you're going to tell me that, though. Yeah, I'm going to disappoint you there. <laughs> so uh also remember our friend uh the 11808 website which we haven't talked about since like the very beginning of this arg oh with um like the uh the stuff um yeah <laughs> it, the pictures right yeah with the pictures uh so that has updated it and it has a picture of with a new photograph of the people on the rescue boat with the Chuai station collapsing behind them. Is this the fir- is this the only like non-movie photo from that? So there are some that aren't directly like stills from the movie but were very clearly taken like on set and stuff. Okay. So, oh no, you know what? There's also the one that was like the chef with the seabed nectar. Oh, right, right, right. I forgot that was from there. Okay. And that was kind of what opened up, like, uh, the, like, the whole Tagarato plot line. Okay. January 9th, uh, there's a new Jamie and Teddy video up where she talks about how much she hates Teddy. Uh, there's also a open letter from Ganu Yoshida, the CEO on Tagarato's website. Okay. He talks about how Tagarato is going through a dark time uh, because the the Chuai station was attacked by a terrorist environment group called Tidal Wave. They released a series of explosions on the station uh, that brought the rig down and killed several people. Okay. And the Chuai station was damaged. It talks about how uh, Tagarato is working to contain environmental damage from the explosions uh, and are already trying to find a location to rebuild the Chuai station uh, and that they've opened a fund to raise money for the families of the victims of the Chuai station explosions. Okay. And that they are looking for... They are looking for uh, the the Tidal Wave environment group so that they can basically prosecute them as criminals. Okay. And then on... What day is this? Oh, okay. January 10th. Um, Tagarato has a new news story uh, that uh, Seabed's Nectar has been approved for sale in the U.S. by the American Food Association. Okay, well, there we go. That makes sense that they need an American uh, American counterpart to manage, you know, um, like American sales. That checks out. Yeah. Uh, so now they can finally bring Slusho to America. Woo, perfect. Yay. Yay. Love Slush Show. Everyone that stuff for- sells itself. <laughs> yeah, everyone forget about the station that exploded and all those people who died. <laughs> it's Slush Show time. Woo, Slush Show time. <laughs> uh, so then on the 12th, uh, we are now about a week out, slightly less than a week out from the movie. Uh, so then on the 12th, uh, Tidal Wave 
posts a blog update that says, We've been laying low, those hunters are after us, but I'm sure everyone's seen the latest drool about that putrid drink. Wake up, America's heartland. Ganu shouldn't be allowed to sell anything without FDA approval. This is just another one of Tagarato's many lies. First they murdered their own workers, then they spilled their death station into our ocean. Now they're trying to put their garbage inside of all of us. But we're not saying anything that hasn't been said before. Our loyal members know the truth about Slusho. And it's those members who are going to bring about the change. I don't know how people keep falling for Tagarato's constant deception. Maybe it's Ganu. Maybe everything lies with him? <laughs> I think people just don't care. I. That's really where I am about a lot of, like, big conspiratorial stuff. Where it's like, how do they keep getting away with this? And it's like, eh. People don't care, dog. They still buy Coke. <laughs> and people are like, oh, what if the last Tidal Wave blog post said that, like, we should be looking for a message from Janice, but, like, we haven't seen anything like that. Maybe, maybe we're, like, missing something. Maybe there was, like, a website that we didn't look at. Maybe. Uh-huh. And, but I don't think they found anything. Um, cause this kind of, I don't know, this kind of isn't that kind of arg where like they'll say something and it's like hidden very deeply for you to dig it up. Yeah. It seems like things are pretty surface level. This is a, I, not to sound like I'm like, it's not a real arg. It's a, but like, it's not a, it's not a arg arg. It's a marketing campaign. Like <laughs> it's a marketing, it's a sparkling marketing campaign. It's not from the Arg region of France. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. This is... This this weirdly feels a lot more uninvolved to me than, like, the older, like, movie marketing Args that we've done, like The Beast. Mm Mm-hmm. I feel like a, a big chunk of The Beast was, like, seeking out new places to find clues. Yeah. And this game seems like it's more um here are the like four sources that you can find clues and then uh stuff will be dropping every once in a while and it's kind of up to you to sp- like the game in this one isn't in figuring out what's going on in the world that is being laid out. I feel like part of it is that the game is guess what this movie's about? Like, get hyped for this movie. Is like, ultimately, any movie ARG, the ultimate goal is we want people to get hyped up for this movie. But like, that kind of feels first and foremost what this ARG is about. That's true. I didn't even really think about it. But yeah, it is kind of weird that they like didn't arg for a movie that they were keeping the plot really like, secret and they were like oh the arg is also a mystery box yeah like it it it, it's it turns the movie into a piece of the puzzle but it's like the piece of the not a piece of the puzzle it's it's what's behind the door of the like the movie itself is the solution to the puzzle box as opposed to abram's typical puzzle box creation which is where you just throw things at the wall and then you like say like great we've landed them on the wall now let's take red 
you know, red yarn and tie them together like a serial killer clue board. This one is very much, it, it feels very much like there's a puzzle box and in order to like, it, it's not that the movie explains the puzzle box, it's that the puzzle box opens and it's like, this is the decoration around the movie. What a weird thing you've done here, J.J. Abrams. <laughs> it's a very odd decision that I think could work in someone else's hands. And I feel like this could work a lot better in a movie that was more receptive of this marketing campaign. I think that like the biggest weakness of this ARG and also the biggest strength of Cloverfield, the movie is like how disconnected it is from the ARG stuff that's happening. I think that really works to the movie's favor. I think that it really works to the ARG's disfavor. I think that a movie that was more receptive to the ARG stuff happening in the background, where it actually felt like they were fleshing out details of the movie instead of just like, instead of like painting on top of it. Um, Cloverfield's ARG is painting things on top of the Cloverfield movie, but it's not engaging with what's already there on the page necessarily. Whereas... A movie that was like, hey, we got half the clay here. And then the ARG was like, here's other things that my metaphor is getting entirely messed up. But like the ARG is able to better fit into the movie and like enhance the things that are there would be great. If it could like if you took a good slushy and added some kind of deep sea nectar to it to make it like a fucking fantastic slushy, even though a regular slushy's fine without it. That's what you'd want. But I don't think it's what we have here. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Revisiting this arg is very weird because I I remember like certain parts of it, but like now that I'm looking deeper into it, I'm like, maybe this wasn't very good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You doing okay, Marn? Yeah. You've done a lot of checking in with me as the person that's going through this. How are you doing going through a uh, middle school hyperfixation? You doing okay? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm doing good. (laughs) Okay, I just know that sometimes it can be tough, so I want to make sure you're doing all right. No, I'm 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 good. Uh, <laughs> like I said, when I was very into this, I was mostly into just like the actual movie characters interacting because I was like, oh, these are the characters who will be in the actual movie, and that's all I care about is like knowing more about them. Sure. Okay. And 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 a lot of the other stuff kind of just like was whatever. Like I just didn't really pay attention to a lot of it. <laughs> <laughs> like I was aware of it. I was just was like, eh. Okay. So then on 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 January fourteenth, we're now eight days out from the from the movie premiere. Uh, there the one eighteen oh eight website updates with a new photo of uh of what looks like some ships that are on fire in the ocean. And there's something that appears to be like intentionally blurred or glitched out in the middle of the photo. Hmm. Yeah, that is weird. Yeah. It's like just a square that's like pixelated. Yeah, that's really weird. Uh, There's also a new Jamie and Teddy video uh, where she removes the head of a teddy bear with scissors 
Oh, she's hopped up on deep sea nectar. Yeah, people are like, oh, clearly, like, the deep sea nectar uh, is having some kind of, like, weird effect on her. (laughs) Yeah, and then she's going to grow, like, 8,000 times her size and start wrecking downtown, looking like some kind of lizard bat. I know where this is going. Um, And then, I believe on the 15th, uh, 1808 updates again with uh, a new photo that looks to be underwater night vision. Um, okay. I will post it here of something. Um, it looks like an explosion. Oh, it's, you know what? It, it's an explosion of... I think a boat and there's like other boats around it. I don't actually think it's underwater. Yeah, this isn't underwater because there's boats and like a plane in the air. It looks like a bunch of warships unloading onto something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what I think it is. I thought it was underwater because it was all green and now I'm I'm seeing the planes and stuff. Yeah, and people are like, oh, this is probably what comes before the photo that was posted yesterday because there are like helicopters in the background of that photo and this is probably them trying to attack whatever was attacking the boats and also implies that they knew about the monster before it reached shore yeah this ARG is just cutting holes into the things I liked about Cloverfield yeah it really is huh it's like, oh, militaries took action against the Cloverfield thing before it hit shore, huh? Uh, okay, so this wasn't the first time we'd come up and seen something like this. It was close, but it wasn't... Okay, I, I'm i tired. J.J. <laughs> Abrams, go to hell. <laughs> We're so close to the end of this argument, uh, I this was, this was such a good movie, J.J. <laughs> Maybe we should have just like watched the movie and pretended the arc doesn't exist. <laughs> I I think I will. <laughs> um. So also on the fifteenth, uh, Tigerato web the Tigerato website updates with a new uh, headline story, which is Yoshida brings happy flavor to Big Apple, uh, and it's about Ganon Yoshida is uh flying to New York City to meet with a beverage company CEO about distributing Slusho in America. Okay. I'm sure this is going to go great. Yeah. Uh, And then the next day, question mark? Uh, 11808. Yeah, the January 16th. uh, The 11808 site uh, updates again with uh, a photo that appears to show at least part of the aftermath of the boat attack. Yep. Uh, it shows a guy on a fishing boat in kind of the middle of the ocean, and like the whole water underneath of him is like covered in blood. Yeah. Yeah, is that. I mean, real question do you think that's nectar blood or is that like people blood? I think it might be Cloverfield monster blood. Probably. Probably. 
Uh, and then on the 17th, uh, Tidal Wave puts out a blog post that says, Horns down. If we go quiet, it won't be permanent. May the Great Mother protect her servants in their greatest time of need. She guides our hands. Okay. Uh, and there's also a... Uh, on the 18th, uh, early on the 18th, there's a new headline on the Tagarato site uh, that says that uh, Ganu Yoshida was uh, recently ambushed uh, by uh, Taito Wave, who held him down and poured some kind of liquid over his head uh, while he was in New York. Okay. Um, but Just he, waterboarding him in nectar. We simply don't know. Uh, but he <laughs> sustained no injuries and is continuing on his trip as scheduled. Okay. And then the movie came out. I was gonna say you're just keeping on. Yeah. So there was like a couple more things that happened on like the day that the movie came out, and then everything kind of went silent. So like. There was a new picture on the website which appears to show the remains of maybe a monster or something the monster took a giant bite out of. Okay. Yeah, okay. Um, And then there was a new Jamie and Teddy video where Jamie was like, hey, guess what? I'm over you and... I'm going to go to this party tonight and it's going to be the first night of the rest of my life and I'm the happiest that I've ever been and I have so much energy and I think you're pathetic. Okay. (laughs) She Uh, was at the party. She was. And all of the people on MySpace are, uh, are, are posting about Rob's surprise party and are like, Hey, Rob, do you have any plans for tonight? Wink, wink. And are, like, talking to each other about getting stuff for the party. Uh, Also, the Taito Wave website uh, has been locked down by an internal affairs department. And the Tagarato website has gone down for maintenance. And then a movie comes out. (laughs) And then a movie comes out. And, like... The Tagarato and Tidal Wave websites go back up on January 23rd, but that's, like, kind of it. There's, like, they do announce the Slusho contest winners on the 24th. Okay. And, I mean, obviously there's more stuff with, like, the 10 Cloverfield Lane arg that we'll get into later, but, yeah, it really just kind of, like ends okay see that's that's weird because like i can definitely understand the myspace part of this arg ending with the movie but you would think that like there'd be some kind of epilogue with the other two groups well there's okay there's some stuff there's like uh the 11808 site updated in april i think it updated on like april fool's day um, and there was some stuff with that that we might, well. Is this better, is it better to cover this as part of talking about 
uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane, or do we think it fits into Cloverfield? It, it might, so it was, it was kind of like weird because it, it, it kind of started being its own like separate arg after the movie and then like 10 Cloverfield Lane kind of picked up from there. Okay. So it was like there was this like weird kind of like mini arc that almost like bridged the gap but like still happened in in 2008 and then went dormant for a really really long time and then picked up back up again in like 2016. I feel like we should probably talk about it next time though because it's like a lot. There's a lot happening there. Okay sounds good then we will okay then we'll pick up next time with the the aftermath of Cloverfield 1 and the lead into Cloverfield 10. <laughs> Sound good? <laughs> yeah, I mean like I the stuff that that we're going to pick up with is basically like considered to be like its own separate arg. Okay. Cuz what happened was like the 11808 site went live again in April uh and posted a missing picture of Jamie's boyfriend Teddy. And that was, like, the start of a whole other, like, arc that had very little to actually do with the movie. Okay. But had, but kind of, like, worked towards wrapping up, like, the, the Tidal Wave and the Tagarato stuff. But maybe not in a way that will satisfy you, so I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure it won't. <laughs> well, all right. Then yeah, I guess we will pick up there with uh with that for next time, but for now, should we go through and rate the ARG here for the original Cloverfield? Yeah, let's do it. And then next time we'll talk about uh missing Tenny Hansen and maybe Ten Cloverfield Lane. Cool. Sounds good. Uh then we'll do that. Uh so what do you think about the story of this game? fine (laughs) it's not as good as the movie it it sure isn't it really just feels like it's a bunch of lore dumpy exposition for a movie that like the best thing about it is that there is no lore or exposition to or at least i mean there's exposition but the exposition is about like who are these characters why are they at a party not what is this monster why is it downtown and and that's the be- that was the best thing about the movie. Um, and so it feels weird to have the plot just be like, here's the backstory of the monster. Um, I I was thinking it, about like, go ahead. It is it is especially weird because it like feels like they're trying to do the thing where they give answers about the the monster and then they really don't. <laughs> Yeah, they give, like, half answers, which, I don't know, I watched Lost, maybe this is J.J. Abrams' M.O., but, like, I don't know, it, 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 it's, it's not in a way that, like, raises more good questions, it's done in a way that just, like, makes you go, well, okay, but what about this? 
not in a way that you're just like, oh, interesting. Let's look into that. But in a way that's like, oh, okay. I mean, I guess that makes sense. But there's like two things to follow up on that with. Uh, uh, spoiler for the rest of the the past two hours. I just don't think it works. Yeah. No, I'm in. I'm inclined to agree. I was. I've. I've been thinking about like what would have been a cool. ARG to Cloverfield. Um, like, what would the story of that that I would have wanted based off of the movie? And how would that have worked? And I think that, like, it could have been really neat with something like There is Something in the Sea. Mm-hmm. I know that there's not a lot that I reference about that ARG that's great, but, like, if if there was, like, a character that was, like, tracking, like... if If, if this followed just, like some ships going missing or something like that. Um, maybe it starts off with like some jokes about the Bermuda triangle, but we're nowhere near Bermuda or whatever. Um, and like it, it goes on with that. Cause I think the thing that I keep coming back to is like every, um, I, I feel like you can get with a lot of like Kaiju. It came out of the ocean movies are like, the first thing that happens is a shipping boat goes missing or like a fishing boat goes missing, you know? And then like a guy goes back to shore raving. Like I saw something, it was messed up and huge. You get like little stories about that before you get the big, it comes ashore and it's a big fucked up monster. And so having something that was like tracking, like, Hey, boats are disappearing on this path that is like coming toward New York and nobody's listening to me about it. Something like that could work because you're not showing the monster and you're not telling what it is. And then eventually you get that exposition-y part of a kaiju movie without showing it in the movie. I, mm-hmm. Something like that could be cool. I don't know how you filter it in with a bunch of kids on MySpace. Maybe you have like, I don't know, their friend Theo's like, hey, have you guys noticed these boats things? And they're like, who cares? We're partying and having fun. We're cool kids that like to party yeah i don't know follow at the same time we're following uh we're following our main guy's quest to get a new job and his his attempts to woo beth and then when we watch the movie we're like damn we know he's going to get a new job tomorrow i followed him trying to find it and oh shit i know about him and beth i hope they can work this out you know i think that could work i don't think it does here yeah, no, I, I'm with you. I think, so here's the thing. I think that the 10 Cloverfield Lane arg was a lot tighter and better. And I'm excited to talk about that next time. Um, and then like the the other the other arg thing that we're going to talk about next time, which I'm pretty sure was to promote the DVD release of Cloverfield. Oh, sure. Was also weirdly a lot tighter and better. Okay, cool. Well, maybe I'll like those more. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I'm not confident with that. <laughs> I mean, I think I think the thing about 10 Cloverfield Lane also is that, like, they didn't have as much to work with because that movie only has, like, three characters. Sure. And they're not... John Goodman's character's not really on MySpace much. Yeah. Well, cool. Um, so how many... <laughs> how many uh, goops of deep sea nectar that you were told not to eat but you did anyway out of 10 would you give this one story uh like a four yeah i think that it's like 
four on execution, three because I'm being pissy about it. <laughs> I think it's like a five if I hadn't seen the movie before, and then a three because I had. I'll, I'll wear that bias on my sleeve. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. I'm, I'm with you, I think. But what do you, what do you think about the puzzles of this one? Uh, they're fine, I guess. I mean, there's not a whole lot of substance. Yeah, I can't really name a puzzle that happened. There were some websites to poke around on. They had to make a commercial for Slusho. There was like the tidal wave thing where they had to like take the the first letter of those of all of the ocean creatures and like make them uh, sure. into a URL, I guess. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, there's not a lot there. The ones that are there are kinda neat, but just eh. Yeah. <laughs> so what, like a three? Yeah. <laughs> And uh, what do you think about replayability for this one? How how well is it uh, held up in 2021? Uh, bad. None of the websites exist anymore. I was going to say, I found a couple slusho things throughout the internet, but that's about it. It's nice that the whole plot is laid out on this blog spot, but it sounds like it's you, you got to filter through a lot of like Cloverfield, the marketing materials to get to it. Yeah, it's not. I mean, the the like the actual one eighteen oh eight site I think got like taken over by malware. Ooh, rough. Hate it when that happens, sir. Yeah. Args. It's why you should let me buy your domains instead. Yeah, just give your arg domains to Andrew. Yeah, uh, if you've got an arg uh, that you're wrapping up, reach out to me. I will buy and host your. I actually, I can't say that I'll host your website. I will buy your domain and make sure that your domain does something. I, I feel bad because there have been a lot of people when we said we're covering Cloverfield, there have been a lot of people that were like, hell yes, I'm so excited for you to cover Cloverfield. And I feel so bad that like, we're going to lose a lot of listeners with this episode. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> but we'll I think, be nicer next time. All right. I think, I think we're being fair though, you know? Yeah. We're we're nothing if not f- uh, hold on we're not we're nothing if not fair. I was about to say we're nothing if not unfair, but that's too many negatives. But yeah, I think that about wraps it up for our coverage of Cloverfield One. We'll be back next time with the lead-in and possibly the ARG Four Ten Cloverfield Lane, depending on how long it takes to get through them. So thank you for joining us for March, the month of monsters. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> and April by the time that those come out. Uh, but hell yeah. Uh, before we do that, though, Marn, do you have anything that you want to recommend to me this week? Uh, good question. Uh, yeah, I've, I've been very slowly rereading this book is full of spiders, um, which is the second John Dies of the End book. Um, and I really forgot how much I enjoy that book. It's probably my favorite David Wong book, I would say. Um, yeah. yeah, it is like a very weird and roundabout take on zombie apocalypse tropes. Uh, and I, I really like the way that David Wong kind of spins them in that book. I'm trying to talk about it without giving too much away. Uh, yeah, I agree. Kind of the main plot point is that like, it's about 
these like weird spiders get loose that like burrow into people's skulls and like make them into like weird human meat monsters <laughs> that like attack people <laughs> and it's good i i really enjoy it 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 does a lot with like interlocking points of view characters where like quite often they're in the same scene together but they don't know it or they like miss each other by a couple of minutes uh uh-huh. and there's a lot of like good dramatic irony happening there uh it's just good it's very funny I like David Wong's writing a lot. I, I I quite frequently think about like the bit that is sustained through the entire book where uh, John's truck <laughs> can only play the same Credence Clearwater revival tape at like full volume. <laughs> uh, my uh, my dad. Uh moved cross country once and he did it with my grandmother on my mom's side of the family uh, to help uh, them move. And in doing so, my dad had the, uh, the only tape that my dad had, and I think it might've been wedged into the, the tape deck was a beastie boys tape. And to this day, it was like the single worst day of my grandmother's life. And that's all I can think of anytime that I hear about like, a tape stuck in a tape deck is my grandma listening to the Beastie Boys for eight hours on repeat. <laughs> oh man! Oh, but hell yeah, that's an, it's a great book. I need to i i I need to re 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 read those books. <laughs> I think I think uh, John dies at the end is still my favorite of those books, just because there, there's a lot of good shit in it. Uh, but yeah, that's a, a really great book See, i love it I a like, lot i like john dies at the end a lot but i like i i kind of am biased towards spiders because i think the the pacing is a lot more tight uh-huh john dies at the end is very like everything happens so much it's like three books in one yeah uh, the 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 first one was like three different individual things he wrote for his website that he like then strung together with a like um a framing story into one book. Whereas this book is full of spiders is like, here's one story with theming and plot and like a relevant through line. <laughs> yeah. And like, I, I definitely kind of bounced off, uh, John dies at the end the first time I read it for that reason. Cause I was like, mm-hmm. I don't really understand the way that this book is structured and it, it feels weird to me to read. Sure. Um, but I, I think spiders is a lot tighter and it does a lot of really interesting, like I said, it, it, it kind of tricks you in a lot of places with like the points of view and like where certain characters are at certain times. And mm-hmm. it just like does it really neat things to kind of like pull one over on you that I, I like a lot. It's a good book. Y'all should check it out. It's a good book. I mean, it's, it's the second in a in a trilogy but still check it out (laughs) i i mean i feel like it's written in a way that it's intentionally very accessible even if you don't read the first one i agree i think yeah i think that there's only like one thing that you really miss out on by not having read the first book yeah but that's a thing that like only really matters to me because of 
it sounds weird to be like, because of how much of a fan I am, the deep lore truly matters to me. But like, there's like one major thing that never comes up in the second book, which is very odd uh, because of how much that thing matters to me, which is, do you know, you know what I'm talking about, right? I'm pretty sure I know what you're talking about. My recommendation for this week is my good friend, Jory. Um <laughs> Which is a weird recommendation. Uh, Jory's a great host over on these uh, the the Orange Groves Network. Uh, they have an incredible podcast called We Are Watching One Piece, uh, which is a One Piece rewatch podcast where they are watching for the first time. And uh, Joe is uh, rewatching the show. I've guested on it a couple times, and it's probably my favorite podcast right now. Otherwise, they've done a podcast called Citizen Hank, which is about... Uh, King of the Hill, and they have a podcast called Casual Wrestling Fan Podcast, which is, I think, still in hiatus, uh, but threatens to come back every day. Um, but Jory is also great because they um, waited in a line for a PlayStation and got one for me. So today I'm oh shouting out Jory for being a really good friend. Wait, I didn't know this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, we've been, like, in the, in the video games channel of the... Uh, the Orange Groves Discord, we've been talking about it for a while and like hopping into queues together to get a PlayStation 5. And uh, today I was at work and I just got a message out of the blue that was like, hey, do you want a PlayStation? And I was like, oh my God. well, we've been doing this for a month. Why do you ask? And he was like, yeah, I got one, but I don't really want it. I was just like in it for the hunt. So like, I'll sell it to you for retail price. And I was like, <laughs> hell yeah, I've got my own personal scalper. <laughs> Um, so shout out to Jory. Uh, Jory's good people. You can find them on Twitter at no, I'm Jory. Um, they're Jory and you're not. And I, uh, they're a very good friend. Yeah. Jory's awesome. Jory's great. None of our streams would work without Jory. Uh, I think that we secretly, (laughs) we secretly let that go without ever saying it. Um, but (laughs) if we, if the orange groves does anything that's cool, technically Jory had a hand in it and (laughs) They don't get enough credit for that. <sighs> All right. Now that we've we've talked up, Jory, I think that's going to do it for us, Martin. Do you have anything else to get into before we wrap up? No, I think that's it. All right. Well, in that case, uh, if you want to get a hold of us, you can do so. The best way to do that is on Twitter. We are at Argonauts Pod. Uh, otherwise, you can find us individually. I am at Co-host Sherms. I am at Corpse Survivors. Uh, and you can also get a hold of us. Uh, you can send us pretty much anything at our email address. Uh, that's argonautspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we don't respond very often, but we do read everything, including uh, a weird email that I got today about anime. Um, the worst thing about having an ARG Gmail account is that I get emails all the time that I go, is this just spam or is this a spamish looking like way a, a, a spamish looking um trailhead for an ARG and I am very skittish about deleting anything but also clicking any links but if you want to send us stuff you can do it to it uh, you can do that there um otherwise you can support the show monetarily uh if you want to we have a patreon that's at p u h t r a y i n.com otherwise you can go to mi a killer.com and uh 
Is it Are You a Killer? One of these days I'll remember it. I'm pretty sure it's Are You a Killer. You can go to areyouakiller.com, uh, which is what I stole from the Dexter ARG. Uh, I should also steal DexterARGfinale.com. I should just do that. <laughs> uh, Unless somebody's done it first by now. Shit. Has someone done it because of our episode? Oh, I have no idea. DexterARGfinale.com. It's not secure. No, it still is not a real thing. So hop on that, folks. It's $12, I think. But yeah, if you want to support us monetarily, you can go to Patreon and do that. Uh, Your monetary donations help us pay for two things, uh, one of which is an editor to help us edit the show. Uh, Thank you, Sabrina. Um, The other is that it lets me buy a bunch of stupid domain names, which is the noblest pursuit. Beyond that, if you want to support the show, you can always do that by sharing it, uh, tweeting about it, letting people know that you like it, or uh, just spreading the word and rating and reviewing on iTunes. Um, Those things all really help. Frankly, I care more that you tell your friends more than I care about leaving a review on iTunes because I don't know if that helps, but I know that uh, people telling their friends about stuff is really cool. Uh, So yeah, I think that is going to do it for us. So until next time... That's Args, baby. Seen it. Seen it. Don't care. Gross. Babe, you've been scrolling through the queue for hours. Just pick something already. It's not that simple. I'm a man of discerning taste. Oh yes, only the finest cat girls for you. Ears must be five inches or more. Anything less would be an affront to Kamisama. Does this sound like you? Does that sound like anyone? If so, we can help. We're two weirdos and we have our own podcast. On our show, Okashina Podcast Anime with Friends, we highlight the best... Not the best. We highlight the most thrilling... Uh, Not that either. We highlight... Anime? Yes! Odd, amusing, and oddly amusing anime from Japan and beyond. Semi-deep dive discussions, dated references, weep shit... We got it all. Who are you people? You got anything with cat ears? No, forget the cat ears. I want broken mama's boys.